1: 844 844-825-5989. 844-825-5989. That's the answer phone number. Call it. It's Open Line Friday. I'll be here with you from now until 1 p.m. taking your calls. What do you want to talk about? Politics, policy, people shaping both? Give me a call. Let's talk. This is The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, editor in chief of The Ohio Press Network at TheOhioPressNetwork.com. I'm filling in for Bruce. I ask that you continue to join us in prayer for Bruce as he continues his recovery, and we pray that he is fully restored to health and back in this chair very soon. It is Friday, November 29th, 2023. Now, the breaking news out of California, Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein, the oldest member of Congress, has died. Feinstein, ninety experienced a precipitous decline in health that affected her memory and ability to walk that resulted in calls for her to resign her U.S. Senate seat. Instead, Feinstein chose to not run for reelection in 2024. She began her political career in 1970, serving on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, uh, most notably. She served as mayor of San Francisco from 1978 to 1988, Prior to her election to the Senate in 92, she unsuccessfully ran for governor of California in 1990. Previously, California Governor Gavin Newsom said he would not replace Feinstein permanently if she were to step down, but would appoint an interim senator, someone not on the list of candidates vying for that seat in 2024. Now, it's expected he'll take the same path now. Stateside, there's a lot going on. Legislative maps were passed unanimously with bipartisan approval, meaning Democrats and Republicans who are members of the Ohio Redistricting Commission agreed on maps and voted for their approval. Yet almost unfathomably, Democrats are now complaining and kvetching, calling the maps, quote, gerrymandered. We'll dive into that idiotic argument maybe in just a few minutes and perhaps perhaps A little bit deeper later in the show when I'll be joined by Ohio Senate President Matt Huffman at 1235. You don't want to miss that. Again, it's Open Line Friday, so call me at 844-825-5989. And it looks like uh, we have a caller, and it appears it's uh, State Representative Beth Lear. Beth, uh, welcome back. I'm sorry. State Representative Lear, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning?
2: Thank you, Jack. You know, I actually feel a lot more comfortable when people call me back, but I understand that there's a certain protocol, so I'm fine either way. All
1: right. Perfect. Well, hey, uh, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, Thanks for your call, carving out time for us. The last time we talked, I highlighted the anemic schedule speaker Jason Stevens put together for the remainder of 2023 in the House. Now, I surmised, not you, but I surmised that he might be trying his best to stay out of live sessions, for fear that he might be vacated. He's really perturbed a lot of Republicans and maybe Democrats now. But that aside, there's still business going on in the State House. Uh, is that correct?
2: There is a little bit. And it looks like the if needed session scheduled for Tuesday may actually happen because they have a bill they want to pass that will temporarily, uh, slightly help people who are going to be struggling in a massive way with huge increases to their property taxes. So um, I know that's an urgent need. I'm glad to see that the speaker is taking that seriously. Uh, I will say there's a lot more that needs to be done on property tax issues than what we're doing, but this is a quick stopgap measure, House Bill 187.
1: So it's House Bill 187. Um, Without going into the weeds on it, because I don't want to put you on the spot, what does it do? Um, What what do our listeners need to be on the lookout for in in terms of relief?
2: Let me see if I can explain this briefly, Uh, but clearly. So there's an opportunity, uh, and the way most counties do it, is they do a three-year average um, to assess the value of your home. And there's at least one county that doesn't want to do a three year average. They want to do a single year assessment, um, valuation based upon the highest valuation instead of the average will make it the valuation smaller for tax purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So the legislature is trying to quickly get in there and say, no, you have to do a three year average. You can't base a tax increase on one year's highest valuation for somebody's home especially right now with all of the inflation and the madness that's going on and they would do that just for this next uh the next 3 years and then it would sunset while we work on putting together uh, a commission to study the property tax and try to find ways to limit how damaging it is especially to our seniors um to retirees to disabled and to veterans
1: and uh just three anecdotal examples of why this seems so important this is my visceral response i didn't know that we were going to be talking about 187 uh first bidenomics is real energy costs are through the roof Uh, gasoline prices grocery bills secondly i've had some conversations with insurance representatives over the past couple of weeks and it appears that homeowners insurance is not only expensive but harder to come by now so uh living in your home and having it adequately insured is, is more expensive. And now it it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. When I when I scroll through my social media feed, I constantly see people going, I cannot believe what our new property tax bill looks like or is going to look like. So hopefully the house is expeditious and provides some relief. That, that is, that's, that's hitting people in the wallet right now.
2: It is. And I don't really see a way not to, for that to happen at least at the beginning of the year. Um, I've talked with my Delaware County auditor about is there a way to do a mid-year correction, but all of these counties uh, ha- and local governments have already done their budgeting for 2024 based on these massive increases. I would rather they go back and change that because really they're getting a windfall at the expense of the homeowners. But we're going to do the best we can to well, try to limit you. the damage and then turn around and fix it if possible later on.
1: We are talking with State Representative Beth Lear. She's a Republican from Delaware County. Representative Lear, you're working on some pieces of legislation, aren't you? Yes. What, uh, what are you working on and, and uh, is anything teed up and uh, moving along in the legislative process or are things stalled right now?
2: Well, as you pointed out, there's not a lot of session, um, but we have a few scheduled, and uh, we do have, there are two bills that I am very honored to be able to be a part of, and one just had sponsored testimony on Wednesday, which is the Never Alone Act. Representative Melanie Miller from Ashland and I introduced this bill. It's it's a no-brainer, and we thought it would be simple, turned out not to be simple, all we want to do is make sure in the state of Ohio, no individual who has a health crisis, whether they're in a nursing home, a VA facility, or a hospital, ever has to be in that room without a loved one. So the bill is to require an advocate be allowed with everyone in the hospital, in the nursing home, even if there's a health care emergency, yes. because we should never if we have any humanity at all, allow somebody to suffer or die alone like happened during COVID.
1: That is an important bill. First of all, shout out to Melanie Miller. I went to uh, college at Ashland university with her husband, Matt. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Millers and what they're doing in Ashland uh, and for Ashland County. And so uh, I'm looking at this. uh, And by the way, if you're listening uh, legislature.ohio.gov, you need to go there uh, because you can learn about pieces of legislation, where they are. Uh, there's also a legislative uh, commission that provides uh, what's supposed to be nonpartisan review of bills, and it's a really helpful place to go. But looking at this uber important bill, it looks like uh, it has let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 co sponsors uh, in addition to you being a sponsor along with Melanie Miller. Um, now you said that this maybe hit some snags or maybe was not as uh, clean as you thought it would be. Uh, what happened and and what's next?
2: Well, the problem you run into not surprisingly is the all powerful federal government and the fact that they've got their financial strings into everybody's uh, pockets. So The hospitals, the nursing homes, uh, the veterans' homes, they all get money from Medicare and Medicaid. And the federal government uh, is the one that was demanding that all of these places have lockdowns and not allow anybody in during COVID. So you had women giving birth for the first time, and their husbands couldn't be there because of COVID. I remember that. the federal government said, we won't give you money if you let people in. So we're trying to create a situation where the hospitals and the nursing homes are encouraged uh, to allow these folks in. But if for some reason they can't and it's financial, we want to encourage the people of the state of Ohio to sue the federal government because they should never be infringing upon the rights of people to have a loved one by their bedside.
1: I can't agree with that more. State Representative Lear, we've got a break coming up. Uh, Can you stick with us for maybe eight or nine minutes uh, on the other side of this break? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Thank you for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, back with State Representative Lear after this break. Hey, did you know you can turn your small savings into impressive fortunes with Alpha Beta Report? Expertly guided by certified pros who've transformed modest sums into vast treasures. Dive into investing, trading, and more. Visit alphabetareport.com and amplify your financial growth today. That's alphabetareport.com. I'm Jack Windsor. This is the Bruce Hooley Show, and I'm joined on the Legacy on Possum Run.com phone line by State Representative Beth Lear who alongside Representative Melanie Miller is sponsor of House Bill 236, also known as the Never Alone Bill. It's in the House Health Provider Services Committee, and we're going to keep an eye on it. State Representative Lear, you have another important piece of legislation. What can you tell us about that one?
2: House Bill 183. uh, Sponsored testimony for that is coming up next Wednesday. That bill is the Protect. All students act. And the way the bill is written, it would restrict bathrooms, locker rooms, and overnight accommodations for primary, secondary, and college age students to the biological sex only. So no boys and girls sharing bathrooms, locker rooms, and overnights because all students whether they identify as a boy, a girl, or are confused, they all deserve to be protected. And when you start mixing the sexes, you put them in unsafe conditions.
1: Yeah, I think you only have to look as far as uh, Virginia and uh, as late as last year to see an example of someone who understood the rules, used the rules to uh, accost and abuse a female student in a bathroom it was a it was a boy who went into a girl's bathroom and uh that made national uh, headlines uh representative lear it is so you said it's house bill 183 regards single-sex bathroom access in schools and universities what is the short title of the bill again
2: the protect all students
1: Act. protect all students act uh, how, how much support does it have how, do you know how many co-sponsors and are any of them here's a surprise question are any of them democrats
2: Hmm, no. <laughs> um, my head, I can't remember, but you gave a really great um, website earlier, the legislature.ohio.gov website. Yep. And when you go on there and you go to legislation, when you enter the number 183, or if you're looking up the Never Alone Act 236, it'll take you straight to those bills and it'll show you the list of all of the different co-sponsors. We have at least as many, possibly more than the Never Alone Act on the um, Protect All Students Act. So it has quite a bit of Republican support. We know it's going to be wildly opposed by Democrats. Frankly, it makes no sense to me, but that just seems to be where they are on this issue.
1: Requires public and chartered non-public schools, educational service centers, and institutions of higher education to designate specified facilities for the exclusive use of students of either the male biological sex or the female biological sex. By the way, that's called science, folks. Uh, prohibits public and chartered non-public schools and ESCs from permitting members of the female biological sex to share overnight accommodations with members of the male biological sex. Um and this isn't necessarily a rhetorical question, but what gives? Why why are why are progressives and Democrats so obsessed with allowing boys and girls to co-mingle in private spaces? Do, do they give you any rational, reasonable reason that they would oppose such a common sense bill?
2: Oh, well, they call it compassion and that you're hurting what they call trans kids. Um, But it's really interesting that they define compassion as affirming and encouraging the sexual mutilation of children. That's not compassionate to me. That's deviancy, and frankly, it's evil.
1: I I couldn't say that any better. You know, the part that baffles me, too, is that the same group of people who would oppose this bill are the same group of people who are screaming and yelling about what, we, what they would call trans students and how those students are at an increased risk of suicide, but they're also supporting state issue one, which says we want to cut out parents from involvement. So if these kids are indeed at a heightened state of suicide, which, frankly, there are reports that indicate uh, they're at an increased risk of suicide if they do gender transition, uh, they're trying to cut parents out at this at this vital time. That's the definition of insanity, isn't it?
2: Well, it is to us because we believe in truth and we believe in facts and because we have a Judeo-Christian foundation and we appreciate that our country was based on that. But the humanists have discarded that completely. And so when you throw out that Judeo-Christian foundation, you throw out any respect for family, any understanding of the family system where parents are the ones that are required to protect and raise children and you replace it with a government that, you know, frankly, half of the people, in my opinion, probably were spending way too much time at Epstein Island. So they have no concern whatsoever for protecting children and keeping their innocence.
1: I'm talking with State Representative Beth Lear. She is a crafter and sponsor of Never Alone Bill. That's House Bill 236 and House Bill 183, which is the one that we're talking about now that's uber important, particularly if you want to protect children and your parent. Um, House Bill 183, protect all students is the name of the bill. And you hit something there, State Representative Lear. You said uh, that if you have Judeo-Christian values. I've been talking this week on the show about how we have moved from I am a sinner saved by grace to I am a person who needs my self-esteem bolstered. And the result of that has been uh, if you come against me, you are you are the villain. I'm the victim and I want to cancel you. Um, It's crazy. So we've got about a minute and a half here, maybe a minute and 20 seconds. Redistricting, um, bipartisan approval from the committee, the commission. And now Democrats are kvetching about it being gerrymandered. (laughs) What do you say about that?
0: Of
2: course they are because they want a constitutional amendment to put a non-elected uh, bunch of bureaucrats in charge of redrawing the line so that the Democrats could supposedly win more seats in the House and Senate. So even though it was 100% bipartisan, and I know President Huffman will talk about it, um, they're going to complain so that they can justify their next constitutional amendment.
1: And you may have said this uh, about 15 seconds, but uh, who's leading that effort uh, in that initiative. Uh, do you want to share that with our listeners?
2: Well, what happened last time, uh, Eric Holder, the former attorney general under Barack Obama and his former boss, uh, along with our former Chief Justice Marine O'Connor, we're all pushing to change the way we, the people of Ohio, amended our Constitution to draw the lines with the redistricting commission. You got so it. So this same group and Betty Montgomery sound like they're all... God.